This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House USA, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders in America. My name is Nick Hoadley and I'm the CEO of Insurance Search. We specialize in helping insurance businesses grow and multiply their growth by attracting, recruiting and retaining the highest performing insurance professionals in the country. Each week in the Coffee House, we interview leading insurance business leaders and discover how they achieve their success, learn what advice they have for other aspiring insurance business leaders, and we discover what makes their business an attractive proposition for high-performing talent. This week, I'm very happy to be joined by Kristen Martin, who is the president and COO of Utica National Insurance Group. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Oh, thanks for having me, Nick. I'm excited to be here. We're very excited to have you on board today, Christian. I think your career and the work you're doing there at Utica is going to be a really interesting insight for our for our listeners today. So before we start going into our questions, can I just ask you to give a bit more background? I know you you previously had a career as a lawyer, and it'd be great to find out about that and how you transitioned into the insurance industry. Sure. Yeah. So uh, coming out of uh... Coming out of college, I went on to a law school and I started my career as a trial attorney, um, doing a lot of uh, civil defense work, uh, represented some uh, doctors and car manufacturers, really learned a lot, um, learned a lot how to communicate, uh, how to be a better writer. It was a really interesting time in my career. You know, I had uh, my first son and uh, working 70 hours a week and traveling didn't uh, didn't, wasn't really conducive to uh, how I wanted to be a mom. So I started to look for something else where I could use my skills as a lawyer. And insurance was really a, a natural fit for it. So uh, Utica National is actually in the backyard of where I grew up. When I was uh, in middle school, I used to go to this Legal Eagles Club. So as, as a eighth grader, I knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. I used to go to this Legal Eagles meeting, and it was actually at Utica National. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah, so it was kind of neat. So I started looking around and my family was in central New York. And uh, my husband originally was from central New York, too. So I said, uh, let's take a look at what they might have to offer back a little bit closer to home where we'll be near family, which is great when you're raising a family. And uh, there was a position at Utica National that I applied for um, to oversee claims. They were the high, like the high value claims. And uh, so I went and uh, used my legal background uh, doing that job. Uh, for a bit. And then uh, kind of I've had an opportunity to do all sorts of really neat things at Utica National from there. So uh, that's that's how I came to be in insurance. Fantastic. You, you've obviously worked your way up to the chief operating officer and the, and the president of the business. How, how are things going there at the moment? How is things at Utica? And, and what are your plans over the next couple of years? 
Uh, you know, obviously COVID impacted our industry and uh, that certainly presented us some challenges uh, this year, but uh, the, the business is doing well, actually. We uh, just received uh, an upgrade from AM Best last week. So that was really exciting for us, uh, for them to recognize all our hard work and, and uh, our financial stability and, uh, you know, where we're going as a company. So we're going to continue. We have a, a recipe for success and we're going to continue to focus on those strategies that uh, will drive our growth. Uh, we have several unique uh, business segments and PC carrier that writes all lines of commercial lines, as well as personal lines. We have some non-standard lines and our specialty products. And we continue to uh, to grow those in our geographic footprint. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Christian. Really, really appreciate that. And I think it's great to have some background into your career before we moved into the main part of our interview today. Before we start, though, the most important question today, what's your coffee of choice at the start of the morning? Okay, so everyone, everyone's going to laugh who's listening to those. And those who live uh, in, in the States will really appreciate this. But uh, And my family always makes fun of me. But I'm a big fan of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's got to have a shot of raspberry, a shot of coconut, and cream only. That is my coffee of choice. If I get that to start my day, I know it's going to be a good day. But uh, getting someone, and I have, you know, I live with all men here. I have two sons and a husband. Uh, for them to go to Dunkin' Donuts and order a coffee like that, they raise their eyebrows at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure that sort of keeps you going for the day, and you probably don't need to have too many coffees yeah. after that. No, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kristen. Kristen, I'd start off by asking you how you broke into this C-suite and how did you find the transition from your previous role? So, you know, one of the things that uh, I really think helped me break into the C-suite was to always step outside of my comfort zone. My first real uh, C-suite position uh, was as the general auditor of Utica National. And I got to be honest with you, uh, I was not a finance major. I am not a CPA. I am not an accountant. But uh, at the time, they were looking for some leadership in that position. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to go into that role. And at the time, I was the compliance officer, actually. So it was a pretty big leap for me to go into yeah. the role as a general yeah. auditor. It was made me uh, a little uncomfortable at first. A lot of hard work studying, you know, the role of a general auditor and everything that came along with it, uh, understanding internal controls, understanding, uh, you know, why we are not had to be SOX compliant. Um, we did have the model audit rule that was so spent a lot of extra time learning and understanding that. And any person that ever asked me how they can learn more about the company that they're working for or the industry that they're working for, I would encourage them to join the internal audit department, because you'll never get a better look at a company um, and how the business operates than from internal audit. So uh, that that was how that I broke into the C-suite. And from there, I picked up some other roles that went along with that. I was the corporate secretary to our board of, elect, uh, board of directors while I was the general auditor. Uh, I still had the compliance role from there. I did all sorts of neat things, had underwriting operations, I was the interim chief uh, chief information officer, which was really challenging because again, I'm a lawyer. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a technical person. But one of the things that uh, everyone should always know: being a good leader comes first when you want to be uh, in a C-suite job. Uh, your technical skills you can always hone if you're a hard worker and you're driven. But honing your leadership skills uh, at the earliest stage of your career, finding a mentor and someone um, who you look to as a great leader, really, uh, really critical. And, and do you think it's been an advantage to have gained experience in such a wide variety of 
roles, senior leadership roles across the business? Uh, I do. I think it's uh, it's been, you know, instrumental. Uh, sometimes people laugh at me when I can talk to them about, you know, our our technology stack and where things go and how the API feeds. But, uh, you know, it's it's great. And I uh, get to know um, when you get to know a lot about the business, it really helps you avoid the misses when you're thinking about doing X. Um, but, you know, because of your experience with Y that before you can do that, we got some work to do to build a, a healthy foundation so that we'd really be successful at X. So yeah. again, you know, that all goes back a little bit to, you know, my my recommendation when people look at me a little bit about, you know, working or doing a stint internal audit. I actually think companies, when they bring mm-hmm. in people who they're seeing uh, as future leaders to have people sit in internal audit for a year uh, is just really the way to go. And what would you say has been your most significant achievement in your career to date? Well, so I, I have a couple that uh, I'm I'm proud of, but if I had to pick one, um, we had um, a technology project uh, that didn't go the way that we wanted. Um, and it was uh, really a, a really difficult time for us to continue to run the business while working really quickly to recover the technology project and make sure that our customers um, were happy and that we were doing the things that we needed to do. And I think that is the time where I really got to use my leadership skills and really show people uh, how to power through adversity to continue to focus on the things that we needed to do to be successful. So, you know, that's a time when you are operating from the things are tough, but uh, I'm also really proud of this AM Best upgrade. Uh, This has been a really, really long road for us to get that upgrade, to be an A-rated company. And uh, I just have the greatest team Right now, our CEO, Rich Creedon, is an amazing leader, and our team is really, really driven to all look at our strategies, stay committed to the strategies, and communicate through their teams how they're connected to those strategies and the things they need to focus on each and every day. So, Yeah, fantastic achievement to get to that, that A rating, and I imagine that, that will help a lot with your, with your growth plans. How long has that taken time about? So we were, we were actually downgraded uh, 19 years ago. Uh, we had some asbestos liabilities that were really impacting uh, our company at the time. And uh, we have uh, put that behind us and grown our company profitably. Um, anybody can grow. Grow profitably is harder. Yeah. So that uh, that was really uh, a long time coming and we're there. Kristen, have you ever had a time in your career, either in your insurance career or your legal career, where you were overlooked for a position? And if you did, how did you go about overcoming that setback? Sure. I was uh, at Utica National when I uh, was with a, I was with the company about a year and a half. There was a position that I, I really wanted. And uh, so it was given to someone else. And I thought that uh, thought that I was well qualified for the position. And I gave it the requisite two or three days because I think it's always important. I was thoughtful about my interview, the responses I gave and what I had done in my career. Um, and then I talked to the leader that made the decision. And I found it's always the question, what what do I do to make myself a better candidate next yeah. time? That yeah. and you know, anytime you don't get a position, that's the first question you should be asking to the person that made the decision. You know, what can I do to make myself better and uh, make myself a my, more viable candidate? But it's also important to to find mentors when you're trying to get into leadership. It's critical. And I always tell people who want to be leaders, when you find a mentor, you don't always model your leadership style. Be natural, be yourself. Authentic leadership is so critical now. It is probably uh, more critical than any given time um, over the last 15 years. People are looking for authentic 
leaders. They're looking for people who uh, have empathy, who understand that everybody has, they come to work every day with something else in their lives, but they also have their own goals and they're looking for that leader to help them achieve what's important in their life. So authentic leadership and empathy and the, the soft skills have become critically important <laughs> in recent years. I, I completely agree with that. And it's certainly advice that we provide to our external candidates to seek out that feedback and to learn from that and see see what they can do to improve themselves for that next opportunity that might be a better fit for them. Kristen, how are you adapting or adopting technology into the business to help meet your your clients' needs during this challenging time? So uh, if you're going to find a silver lining uh, for the last, you know, the last 10 months, it is the digital transformation that COVID has forced us to do. Um, and it's forced everyone to do it. And uh, the, the people who had the good infrastructure and who were ready to go, and we were lucky uh, that we had the infrastructure there because uh, my IT team uh, beat me down about two years ago when I didn't want to do an infrastructure upgrade. They convinced me the critical important, it was critically important that we did it. And thank goodness that we did because we, uh, we could go remote seamlessly, but uh, that just wasn't enough. Everyone can just go remote. We now needed to help our customers do business when perhaps some of them weren't as ready to go remote or it was just a whole new environment for those. So we have, you know, our digital transformation was probably driving down the highway at about 10 or 15 miles per hour. And now we have uh, hit the accelerator and uh, we're going pretty fast. And it's been really exciting to see the new ways we have that uh, people can do business with us. They can uh, reach us. We have all sorts of chat functionalities now, you know, as insurance companies, uh, we have to know what we're insuring, but uh, people don't want to see us in their businesses right now. Uh, they're social distancing. They're biz- so we have found new ways to take a look at things that we're insuring uh, without ever showing up on people's premises, which is really, really fantastic. And uh, all of that, uh, you know, payment methodologies uh, you needed to, you know, nobody was sending checks anymore. And if they were sending checks, we don't have a lot of people at our office to open them. So modern payment technologies and all of that really accelerated during this period. And uh, and it, you know, again, silver linings. That's uh, we made some lemonade out of out of those lemons. That's great. And although it's been a very challenging time, obviously for for everybody over the last few months, it actually sounds like Utica is in a great position now. First of all, with the upgrade in in the rating and also the technology transformation that you made you're, you're in a really great position to power ahead with with growth and profitable growth as you as you said earlier yes that's that is our plan switching to the other side though what what do you see as the major challenges for insurance executives over the next sort of couple of years or so and what what do you think they should be doing to adapt to be successful yeah so the first one's certainly going to be you know on the business side the, the COVID uncertainty is going to hang over our heads. Um, people consider it a, a the never-ending or slow cat type event because uh, it's just not going to come on one day like a hurricane and go through the liability perspective of bodily injury claims is unknown to us right now. So that puts a little bit of uncertainty in, in it. But, you know, we'll weather the storm. The industry has weathered the storm well. We've weathered other storms well. So uh, it's just something we have to look at in terms of our, our product and, you know, how much capacity we have to take on that type of risk. But, uh, you know, the real, the real concern for the industry, and it has been and before COVID, if you had asked probably, you know, leadership at all companies is talent. 
A lot of our, a lot of the industry is retiring. Uh, there is a lot of institutional knowledge that's going to walk out of all of our companies over the course of the next three to five years. We also need new technologies that uh, some of that skill set is, we don't have it right now. And it's sometimes hard to find in the marketplace. Uh, so that that is a very much a concern for us every day as we look at uh, how do we get the best talent, mm-hmm. how do we train talent, and how do uh, retain it. So that's uh, that's always at the top of uh, of our list. <laughs> talent and tech. Great, Chris. We now turn to the espresso round, so called because it's short, sharp, and straight to the point. I know you, you usually like your Dunkin' Donuts coffee in the morning, but are you ready for a shot of espresso now? Ah, uh, let's go for it. Something new. The espresso round. Kristen, what are the characteristics about your business, Utica National, that makes it such a great place to work? Uh, okay, so there are so many great things. And this is really what, you know, this is, I, I try to preach this every day to people when I'm trying to talk to them about the insurance industry, especially people coming out of college who, you know, still see the man walking toward a door selling life insurance policies and say, there's no way I'm ever doing insurance. Yeah. They don't really understand how exciting our industry is between the innovation going on, the use of data, the use of analytics, the use of um, automated intelligence, the marketing things that we're all doing right now, um, the actuarial sciences, you know, being a claims person and an underwriter sometimes are being like investigators and and quasi lawyers. And there's Mm -hmm. all these exciting opportunities Mm -hmm. in our industry. And I don't know that at times we do enough to tell people what great opportunities are here for them. And the stability of our industry, the work-life balance of our industry, those are all great things on people when they're thinking about what they're going to do next. Don't overlook us. We have a lot to offer. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think it's really up up to us. We have a responsibility and a duty to educate those guys coming out of school on the incredible opportunities there are in the insurance and risk industry and I I think it's a great industry to be part of so many exciting opportunities. Kristen on that fact what what opportunities do you provide to high performing insurance professionals who want to progress their careers further? Yeah, so uh, at Utica, we have a couple great things uh, going on, and uh, there are initiatives that we put in uh, as we, again, when we talked about the people retiring, we knew that we needed to start developing leaders. So we have great leadership development programs uh, that are in place um, that take people who may not be in a leadership position, who want to be in a leadership position and learn more about leadership. We try to teach them all about how you make money in this industry, because if you come out of claims, you come out of underwriting, you may not see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So we have a program that does that. Uh, We also, you know, offer um, the ability to continue your schooling uh, that the company will help out with, which I think is a great offering. And we have all the industry uh, designations that uh, one might get, uh, that the company helps people get uh, the CPCU, uh, even some actuarial programs where uh, the people may came up, come out and may not have their actuary degree yet. Uh, the company uh, helps in that regard. But uh, I really think our internal training and leading yeah. programs are really something special. Yeah. I think it's particularly interesting what you say about educating some of the employees about how to make money across the business. I think sometimes that tradition from a technical underwriting or claims role up into that leadership position or that C-suite position where they, they need to see the bigger picture. I think that training is very interesting. What what sort of stage would you be offering that, that training to your employees? Uh, uh, when can people do it? Uh, get that kind of that you know what 
we have it open. It's really nice. So yeah. you can be, you know, in a claims position for a year or two. And uh, we do these programs and these webinars and these lunch and learns and formality where we'll bring people from the different segments or our centers of excellence who will come in every day. Like our, our uh, chief financial officer will come in with a financial statement and tell you the components of it and what drives each. And then uh, the pricing team will come in and tell you, you know, basically that I need claims to make sure they're reserving claims at the right time or throws off my pricing and, you know, and, and why that happens. And when claims people hear things like that, I think it's really meaningful to them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think that's actually, that, that's awesome. I've, you'll get very few carriers or certainly any of the large corporate global carriers who'd be able to, to get their CFO to come in to give some training uh, to, to the underwriting team about what, what's happening on the, on the finances. So I think, I think that's, that's amazing. What are the top three skills or behaviors that you look for when bringing in new executives to the team? Okay, so uh, the the number one thing is uh, proven leadership. Again, you know, the technical skills can continue even at the C-suite uh, to be honed and learned, but you have to be a proven leader. Yeah. You have to have um, intellectual curiosity. I, there's nothing better for me than to have um, a bunch of folks who are asking questions, even though if it's outside of their tower of, of a th- you know, their tower of expertise or things that they're responsible for, to make sure that they really know to to know the business and know how our business runs. And then the third thing that I think is critically important right now is it's very difficult to to be successful when you don't have everyone that's going to row uh, the their oars. So the boat is going straight on. So that kind of means that uh, we are a team and egos can't get in the way. Uh, Self-interest can't get in the way. There's nothing I love more than one of my business segment comes to me and said, you know, this isn't the year to invest in me, invest in that segment because these are the market conditions that I'm seeing, knowing full well that might put their segment a little bit behind right now, but that's true team. That's how companies are successful. Um, so those those things are really critical. Um, if, if you don't have a strong team, and again, uh, I have a great team right now, um, you're never going to be successful. Yeah, that's certainly true. What would you say is the largest challenge that you face when attracting new talent to the industry? And what, what can be your biggest frustrations there? Uh, the biggest frustration uh, is that um, I don't think we see enough candidates from all sorts of industries. I think that, again, insurance sometimes gets overlooked if you weren't, uh, if you didn't go to school for risk management or you didn't come from an insurance family, like it's in your blood because your dad was an insurance, or your mom was an insurance, or your brother's an insurance. We don't see the breadth of candidates that I would like to see. I mean, you can come in and learn all sorts of things in our industry. You don't have to be a risk management uh, major. If you can critically think and you are good at communicating, I, you know, you got, you got the skills for us to teach you everything else. And uh, we're very willing to teach you know, teach people the things that they need. So I'd like to see more candidates and uh, I'd like to see some more of the IT yeah. skills on the newer platforms and the newer technologies, because I think that's really critical. And uh, that this that's getting difficult. A lot of times you have to rely um, 
on an offshore model, which creates, you know, hours and it's hard to all get around a table. Um, so people have to be up at 4 a.m., you know, or, you know, so it's nice to have some of those skills uh, that we can bring right in and put around the table and have them be in, in our office. So that that's a struggle. I'm going to become a bigger struggle, I think, yeah. as we all compete for the same resources to create the new technology. Things are moving quick. We got to be more like Amazon, which means a lot of hard work needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. And I think that relates back as well to what you were saying earlier question about educating people about the insurance and risk industry. I think to get that diverse talent pool, we need to be out there educating people about what the opportunities are. Kristen, last question in the espresso round. If there are any insurance executives out there now in the United States who are considering their next move or opportunity, what would be your advice be for them? Uh, so my uh, advice for them, again, is you don't always have to stay in your comfort zone. OK, if you have been in, in claims your entire life, you probably could lead an underwriting operation and get outside of your comfort zone. The COVID has also given us the opportunity to understand that we can all work remotely well. So look at your uh, your geography um, a little bit more broadly. Uh, no matter where you live right now, and you may live love living where that is, yeah. but uh, moving and uh, relocating may not always be necessary now. We're going to see a lot of that in the future. But again, mm-hmm. be an authentic leader. Be an authentic leader. Show your authentic leadership skills and show that you can lead outside of the, the center of excellence or the segment that you have been working in because uh, leadership, again, is a little tougher uh, to teach at the at the, the C level. But uh you know, once you know the business, you can lead all sorts of areas. Yeah, great. Fantastic. We've almost reached the end of our time together in the Insurance Coffee House USA today. But before we go, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And how would they go about contacting you after the show? So, so off the show, uh, they can uh, reach me. Email's probably the best. Yeah. It's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot martin m-a-r-t-i-n at utica u-t-i-c-a national.com so that'd be the best uh way to reach me and uh you know don't ever settle that's what i'll tell people don't ever settle if you're out there looking and you want more reach for it and go for it no one is going to ever uh probably you know uh, always approach you timing may not always be the best but uh Go out and grab what you think that you want from life. And uh, I think what we've all learned recently is, you know, it's a lot of uncertainty. So live life to the fullest. Enjoy your career. You know, there's never been a day where I sit back and say, boy, I, you know, wish I hadn't come to Utica National. I I love insurance. It's exciting. Um, It's always different every single day. And I think that's what makes it so great. And I've learned a lot stepping outside of my comfort zone. And uh, I hope other people will consider stepping out, outside of their comfort zone. If you're not happy uh, with what you're doing, take a look around. There's probably something something great out there for you. And uh, you can wake up every day excited to go to work. That's awesome. That's awesome. Don't ever settle and get outside of your comfort zone. Thank you so much, Kristen. And also thank you for sharing with us your, your contact details. We'll be sure to post them on our show notes so our listeners can click straight through after listening to the show. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, finding out about your career and the advice and insights that you have for uh, up and coming insurance executives out there. Oh, um, thanks for having me, Nick. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And to all the insurance business leaders out there, whether you're in the United States or internationally in the UK or Europe, 
We thank you for listening and I'm sure you would have gained some great insights and learnings from Kristen today. If you enjoy the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes and remember to download and subscribe so you receive each one of our episodes into your podcast app each week. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House USA. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.